Okay, welcome everybody. Back here again. This is Junior Resource Investing. I have with me Ewan Webster from Thesis Gold. And there's some interesting and quite exciting information coming out of Thesis. Before I hand it off to them, though, I just want to make sure that I always say, as always, in terms of disclaimer, right? Not financial advice. Uh, I'm not a financial advisor. Please check full written notes below. But yeah, Ewan, it's been a few months since I had you on, and uh, there's been quite a bit of changing. So maybe I guess I'll just start off by saying welcome and thanks for coming back. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah, pleasure to be here. So the big headline news, and there's going to be two or three smaller things. I think the actual, the genesis of this conversation was back. We had a bit of a, a pesky CTO uh, a few weeks back. But since then, obviously, much larger and more interesting things have occurred. Uh, namely, that the, that recently, just a few, last week, that uh, an, an amalgamation between Benchmark Metals and, and your thesis Gold, who are neighbors in the Tudagon district up there in BC, have announced that, yeah, you will be combining efforts and, and you'll be rebranding uh, under the thesis Gold title here. So maybe I guess, I mean, lost to chew on here, right? And then obviously M&A is always exciting and interesting. Maybe to start off simply, I mean, you are neighbors, right? You kind of work under an umbrella of like, like, like similar companies. Um, how long was this in the works? Is this something that's kind of since the, since the genesis of everything that you two have kind of been talking in the back room about this? Or when did the, when did the conversation switch from, you know, preliminary over a beer kind of chatter to more serious? How do we actually make this work? Yeah, it, honestly, not very long at all. Um, probably just several months before the announcement uh, of the merger actually happened. So it's, it's been pretty recent conversation. Um, it, it, as you said, it's a pretty natural fit, both projects adjacent to each other. But until this point, you know, they were on two very different paths. I mean, Benchmark was focused on the P getting the PEA completed and out the door and the economics associated with that. And, and at Ranch, you know, we looked like we had a fantastic project, but it was, you know, the question was, can we really de develop something here with significant scale? And I'd say, you know, for, for us that, uh, we only really answered that last year uh, after our drilling program, you know, it looks like we have just as much potential on our project as the benchmark lawyers project. And, um, you know, now they're looking to, to grow as well and continue expanding. So it seemed like a, a kind of logical time. And as you said, it really, you know, as I, sorry, as I mentioned, it's, it's really just the last few months that that uh, conversations uh, come around. So obviously, you know, I want to talk about harmonization between the projects, the logic behind it. And then, you know, you're at two different stages. You mentioned Benchmark's PA, but maybe I'm going to try to just set that aside and maybe just kind of more simplistically just ask, I mean, why now? You know, this is like you say, January 2023, PA with Benchmark, right? Just on the cusp of another drilling season here for Thesis. Why now, I guess? And what, yeah, maybe I'll just end there and ask you that. Sure. Yeah, and it's a good question. But I mean, in my mind, it's 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 pretty simple. You know, we're taking two very good projects and we're putting them together to create one world class project um, with significant growth potential. That collectively, we're going to be able to accelerate that forward much more quickly than we ever would be able to if the, if the two companies kind of remained independent. And then, you know, I think the the rationale for um, the transaction really comes down to four things in my mind. It's, it's scale. I mean, um, M and A has been discussed a lot uh, in our space and and the need for it, and I definitely agree with that. Um, and one of the, the key elements of that is scale. Um, you know, we're 
putting these two companies together, we're creating one of the largest precious metals development and exploration companies in British Columbia with, you know, the ongoing development on the lawyers project. You know, we complement that with our high quality exploration targets at the ranch project. And, you know, we have a very good foundation at lawyers with, you know, a resource of 3.6 million ounces, three and a half million ounces, and then high grade near surface material at ranch. Um, then, you know, the second thing that to me is, is growth. Um, and we have a pretty aggressive next 12 to 15 months planned for the combined entity. You know, that'll begin very soon with a 50,000 meter drill program. Um, that the data from that program will feed into a combined resource for the, the two projects. So, you know, be a maiden resource effectively for the ranch project and, uh, combined with, the existing lawyer's resource and what is evolving uh, at depth there with new underground ounces. And simultaneously, we'll also be working on an updated PEA that will pull in those high-grade underground ounces, uh, lawyers that will pull in high-grade near-surface material at ranch. And I think that will be, you know, each of these three things, so the drill program, the a new resource, the PEA, these are going to be major catalysts for the company and I think really unlock the potential that exists for these two companies together. Um, and then, you know, thirdly, the team probably, I mean, we're consolidating the strengths and capabilities really of two very good teams uh, with a very good track record of success in capital markets and project execution. Um, but, you know, working towards really, as you said, maximizing returns for investors through improved project economics and, and scale. Um, and then fourth, I think that the key thing to me is, is what our vision is for the project. And really that's a combination of our three things essentially. But um, I think what you're going to see is post PEA, our new PEA, um, materially improved economics and scale uh, for the projects. And at the same time, I think we're going to be able to save considerable amounts of money by uh, having the two combined, you know, it's a streamlined consultation process by just having one company. It's a streamlined permitting process, engineering, geoscience. It really will be significant savings over the coming years. So, you know, those four things together is the kind of rationale for for why, I guess, and why now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, the, the things you mentioned at the end are the things that jump to mind immediately, right? I mean, it, it simplifies and streamlines. I mean, it makes half the work of, of permitting and consulting. And, and even, you know, when you do PE work and start doing mill design, et cetera, obviously, yeah, much simpler, much cheaper when you just have one instead of two. I guess you kind of anticipated one of my questions here because, you know, some of the feedback and people asking questions about it online, I think it's valid, right, is that you're at two very different stages. And I remember having a good conversation with you, you know, when we last spoke about the philosophy behind when do you announce your initial resource estimate, right? And, and you know, and you had said right or wrongly, the market kind of connects and attaches itself to that number and can kind of be hard to shake that. Obviously, based on your on what you just said, right? I mean, you've got an updated resource estimate, updated PEA coming out. You're obviously, this has changed your tune somewhat. Um, maybe, and so obviously this kind of answers that question because the question I'm going to ask you is, you know, what stage are you at? You, you, know, you have two disparate parts, which I do agree fit well together. But nevertheless, you know, thesis is a couple of years ahead of, of where benchmark, or pardon me, benchmark is a couple of years ahead of thesis. 
maybe now this is all long winded here, but I mean, what, what stage are you at after all this, right? After, you know, after the vote is done and you're all one company, where do you find yourself as a, as a, as a new Amalgo co Amalgo? So, yeah, good question. And I think, um, we we as amalgamated company we have a very good uh base you know benchmark has done a fantastic job of delineating the resource there's three and a half million ounces and a very solid pea built around that now for ranch you know what we're bringing uh to the table is some very near surface high grade ounces. Uh, obviously there's no resource around that yet but uh, you know as we talked about before the plan was to probably Q, uh, late Q1, early Q2, 2024. That was kind of our plan. If we had a good handle on how big the resource was going to get and, uh, you know, the targets that were going to make up the, bu- the bulk of that resource, then I would have gone ahead with that anyway. I think that was ultimately the plan. If it looked like there was still significant growth potential, then probably held off, as you were saying. But I think now we really, by combining the two, you know, with benchmarks three and a half million ounces with whatever we bring to the table on the ranch project, you know, I think you're going to see a substantial resource there um, that will be, um, you know, I believe, very economic once we actually wrap the PEA around that as well. Um, so very much in, you know, very much still in that growth phase. You know, we're this is we're we've got a good starting point. But it's going to continue to grow substantially. Hmm. I mean, you've got the tonnage. I mean, benchmark is lower grade, but I think they still come in at a gram and a half per ton or something. So not certainly not low grade, right? Uh, economic. So I mean, it, there are a lot of reasons why I like this as an investor myself. Um, but I guess where yeah, I mean, how I guess maybe, maybe rather than a philosophical question, I'll ask you more of a concrete question. Then instead, is that Benchmark's PEA, it's nice and recent, only a few months old, but I mean, is it, is it kind of totally uh, redundant now? Is, is, it, is it obsolete or how much of that can you actually bring with you to the next one? No, yeah, I mean, it's a great foundation. It's certainly not obsolete, but it will be um, updated significantly. I mean, the other three and a half million ounce uh, resource they had when, when you the PEA that turned into 2.1 million mineable ounces. And those were all open pit ounces. And as you said, they were about a gram and a half, which is, you know, really good for an open pit deposit. But this is really where we think we can add a lot of value to this. I mean, if you look at the mine schedule for benchmark, it is 12 year life of mine, um, after tax, uh, NPV five of something like 589 million and IRR of about 24%. Um, and that mine schedule years one through 12, you know, the first couple of years are pretty strong, uh, mostly coming from AGB, Cliff Creek North, I think. And then you get a bit of a dip in production and grade as you get down to deeper ounces. And, you know, you're stripping through those years as you get down to deeper ounces near the end of the mine life at Cliff Creek North and South. Um, where we think we can really make a difference here is taking the high grade ounces near surface that we have at ranch and front loading that mine schedule in addition to the high grade underground uh, ounces that we're planning and delineating this year uh, on the lawyers project and you know simultaneously going underground at the start of the mine plan and also adding in the high grade ounces from ranch i think you see a materially improved uh, economics, increased production, high-grade starter pits, 
much quicker capital payback and improved uh, IRR and NPV. So we have a very good base case, but I think you're just going to see substantial growth um, through what will be an updated PEA effectively. This is a question I don't necessarily expect you to have a, a definitive answer for me at this moment because obviously this is going to take you know months of researching or, or, or doing your own work. But uh, increasing mill operating capacity versus increasing length of mine mine life. I mean, so you you know you, you have your PEA. I don't know. Do you know off the top of your head what their their tons per day was for their PEA? I don't. I think it's about twelve and a half thousand or something like that. Some somewhere in that range. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, again, like I, this is maybe just this, for the sake of conversation even, but I mean, it, you know, initial inkling, right? Not holding you to it by any stretch, but is this something where maybe you you upscale your your operating capacity or is this something where you increase length of mine? I mean, I think that's something we'd have to just look at during the um, process. I mean, right now the CapEx is about 480 million, I think, for benchmark. And obviously if we increase that, uh, daily production, then it will have a dramatic effect on um, initial capex for the mine um, versus just increasing the mine life. So a bit of a trade-off, but uh, it was certainly something that we'll be looking into as we go through that PEA process. Sure. Can't help but ask, right? But I do yeah. have some more that probably would be more within your bailiwick right now to actually uh, provide answers for. Um, drilling, right? So I, I believe the thesis had it previously announced 50,000 meters. We don't know where exactly what, right? I mean, I guess maybe specifically is how does this announcement change that drill campaign that we see upcoming that should be imminent within the next few weeks, I assume, right? Indeed, yeah. So the 50,000 meters and, and the um, press release was combined. So I guess both projects would be the plan and it will be split. Uh, and Benchmark's already announced this, I think, but it'll be you know, 15 to 20,000 meters on the Lawyers project uh, and then 30 to 35 on the Ranch project. And uh, at Lawyers, as I said, really is going to be working on deeper drilling at Duke's Ridge and Cliff Creek um, to build out that underground resource that already, um, there already is an underground resource that exists there below the pits in the PEA. Um, but we're going to improve that and continue expanding it. And then on the ranch project, it's effectively just business as usual. Uh, we're continuing to build out the Bonanza Ridge system and the thesis structural corridor, which will ultimately form you know, most of what will be go into that future resource. And you know, that's kind of the first, first aspect of the ranch drill program. Secondly, we really looking forward to following up on discovery we made at the Steve zone last year. Um, 120 meters of a gram and a very big system. Um, so that will seize considerable meters in addition to following up on targets like the JK zone, where, you know, we've only drilled about five holes into that, but very high grade, very near surface. So it looks like uh, that could evolve into some pretty significant. And then the third aspect uh, will be really testing a whole range of new targets that share, the, that share the same geochemical and geophysical characteristics as the known zones of mineralization like Bonanza or Thesis, for example. And, you know, that exploration playbook, uh, you know, is, is worked very well for us. It led to the discovery of the Steve Zone last year. So, uh, you know, we're very confident in our targeting. Um, so collectively, about 50,000 meters this year on, on both projects. And so maybe I'll try to tackle these one after the other. But so the I, I do like the benchmark. I know that they have a legitimate 
case that there is you know, open at depth. Um, and so those numbers, will they be working towards trying to get to an inferred category or what's, what's the hope there? I mean, is that they're just trying to, I guess this will be the same question I'll ask you about thesis as well. Is it, or maybe I, I can just ask it all at once here. Is this a matter of, I like that you're doing step out. I like you doing exploration drilling, not just infill, right? Obviously you're trying to add ounces here, but I mean, are you going to be happy with inferred ounces or do you think you have enough, you know, you have enough out, you have enough meters in your budget to get it to M and I. So I'll, I guess I'll break this up into uh, lawyers first. Um, yes. So right now they're underground or the, the resource below the pits is probably something like 400,000 ounces at uh, four or five grams, I think. Uh, and, and most of that is inferred. And we will just keep, you know, really the goal there is to keep expanding that with a bit of infill and get a good idea of, you know, how big that could potentially be. Um, then on the ranch project, quite a, quite a few areas like within the Bonanza Ridge system and uh, a couple of areas in the thesis corridor are probably, you know, they're already M&I, to be honest. Um, and the, the goal, though, with this season is is not to try and convert everything to M&I. It's really just to kind of get a sense of how, how big that system is in the, those particular areas where, like I said, they'll probably make up the bulk of the resource coming from the ranch project. Because for the PEA that we're working towards, we, you only need inferred ounces. You don't, it doesn't have to be an M&I category. And I think, you know, we're going to get just as much value um, by trying to expand what we have or more value. Sure. And so maybe I think, again, this is working from memory here a little bit, but prior, last year, Thesis had two rigs going on its project. We, yeah, we had three. Three, think, pardon yeah. me. And so what's yeah. the plan there, I guess? Is this four then, three plus one from Benchmark, or what's what's the plan there for rigs? It'll be it'll be three again at uh, Ranch, yeah. And then so three, and will that be, will there be, are you are you going to be hitting, you know, Benchmark's first or Lawyer first? Or are you, what's what's your plan there in terms of, of, of where, where will you start, I guess? So, I mean, I guess at the moment, because we're, you know, until the shareholder vote and you know transaction closes i mean both companies still run very independently although there's still very good synergies between the two and it kind of always has been but um you know they on the lawyers project they begin uh drilling uh, early july i believe um and i think it's one or two, uh, two rigs there um and then at ranch we will begin drilling um just slightly after that Okay. And so, yeah, we can just to clarify that, I guess, probably, you know, within about a month or so, we can anticipate drills turning on both projects. Yeah, indeed. Awesome. And then, so maybe a question here. So your, you know, updated PEA coming out sometime next year, how many meters, like, you know, how many meters will thesis be bringing to that that have not been, you know, that how many, how many meters will you have after this 50,000? we say, pardon me, if we say you've got 30,000 after this year of the 50,000 you have planned, you know, how much that 30,000 plus how many, how many meters will you have heading into this PEA, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so we'd have probably probably about 110,000-ish okay. uh, coming from ranch. And then do you know, 
for benchmark what they have they they had kind of held off they they had put a pause on there or they had slowed down exploration correct uh they did slow down a bit yeah while they were focused on the pea yeah and so i guess post post pea pea then they probably won't have any then right just the just whatever they do this year will be will be accounted for or will be new for a pea yeah exactly okay and I guess I can't help but ask. I mean, you 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 know, you, you just completed M and A, the Tudodon Tudodon district. You know, you you is there any other plans, right? I mean, do you you know, are you looking to expand further with more amalgamation, more M and A, or are you happy with what you have? Are you talking to neighbors? Where, where are you at with that? I, I mean, nothing, nothing really in the near term. I'd say. I mean, we've we've got a great land district scale land position now 325 square kilometers between the two projects we've got 20 plus targets like i said you know that we discussed earlier that they share all the same characteristics as the known zones of mineralization they've never been drilled so we've 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 got you know a pipeline of fantastic targets ahead of us where you know those could turn into material uh, discoveries so to me, it really doesn't make sense at the moment to do anything additional. Um, I think it would be probably just dilutive to uh, shareholders at this point. So, you know, we're really just focused on moving this ahead now. And we think that, you know, within this project, it really has the scope and scale to be a world-class uh, asset. And so I can't help but think, you know, I'm trying to find flies in the ointment, I suppose, right? But you know, is this the same mineralization based on pre-existing network, based on your you know, known metallurgical understandings? Is this still just a single mill? You know, are there additional complexities or processes that now that these deposits are under the same roof that you'll have to kind of to work with, or is it are they pretty pretty similar metallurgically? So they're they're actually two different systems, uh, and I think they're probably all part of the one larger system, uh, but. Lawyers are the low sulfidation epithermal system. Uh, it's predominantly gold silver, whereas at Ranch, it is a high sulfidation epithermal system, uh, predominantly gold with a little bit of copper and silver. Um, but both kind of structurally controlled epithermal systems, um, the, the only difference is that on the Ranch project, there's significantly more sulfide than the lawyer's project. So their existing flow sheet that they have, we would have to amend it slightly by adding a flotation circuit to the mill. But really, that I think that would be the only modification. And both projects are very clean metallurgy-wise. You know, there's no nasty stuff in there. There's no mercury or anything like that. Arsenic's very low. Um, so it, it's it's pretty vanilla, very low-cost, effective uh, um, process for... Um, you know, extracting the the gold out of the system. Yeah, good, right? No, if if adding a flotation circuit is as as hairy as it gets, then that's not not too bad at all. Um, yeah. I guess I can't help but ask here. This was you and I have been chatting off and on for the past few weeks about getting you back on here. And initially, this was around the CTO. Obviously, this is kind of old news now, right? I mean, people have a whole bunch more to kind of sink their teeth into. But do you just want to kind of touch on that? I mean, maybe. The first question is: Was all of this, or was all of these dealings, kind of contributing to that? Or no, completely separate. Um, yeah, no, it had nothing to do with it at all, really. Um, that was just your, your normal uh, financial filings, and very unfortunate for the company. Um, you know, it, through, we had all our financial statements to the the auditor well in advance. Um, 
purely just um, a backlog on their end that um, they didn't get that completed in time. Uh, we tried to help um, as much as we could, provided any assistance uh, needed, but unfortunately, it dragged on considerably, uh, which is very unfortunate for the company. And, and honestly, this is a bit of a broader issue within our space. I mean, there is a couple of months, in fact, I don't know how long ago it was now, maybe about a month ago, I was at a corporate governance course that put on here in Vancouver uh, with the TSX and the BC Securities Commission. And it both recognized that um, you know, there's a lack of auditors and that um you know it's affecting companies through no fault of their own um and you know i, I think that challenge is going to uh, persist going forward here um so it's it's kind of unfortunate but uh it's been resolved there was no problems with any of the financials on the thesis end of things and it, it w wasn't at all to do with the merger or transaction hmm. No, and good. I think that people just, I know that even your news release has said that it was not at fault of thesis, but I think people just like to ask that to confirm it. It's a, CTOs can be kind of scary, right? So. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate for the shareholders. And like I said, you know, we, we tried everything in our power to move that as forward as quickly as we could. Hmm. No, thank you, Ewan. Honestly, I think that that, unless I've missed something that you think that we should be talking about, you and I think that kind of does it for me. Yeah. Do you have anything that we should be chatting about before we say goodbye here? Um, no, I think we've, we've really covered all the highlights here. I mean, I'd just wrap it up again by probably going back to what I said at the start and that, you know, by putting these two very good projects together, I think, you know, you're going to see this evolve into really a world-class asset um, with a ton of growth potential and, and, you know, the next 12 to 15 months for shareholders or potential shareholders are going to be very catalyst rich. You know, we've, we've talked about the drill program. It's going to be a ton of useful coming from that. We've talked about, you know, the following, uh, resource, um, following that, an updated PEA. So many milestones where we're going to be able to unlock value for shareholders, uh, really demonstrate the scale of this project and, ton of, of exploration upside still beyond that where you know 20 plus targets that have never been drilled uh, but look very good so i'm very excited about the next 12 to 15 months yeah it is a, you are kind of in a neat combination now where you still have that legitimate claim to growth and catalyst through development but yeah you are approaching pa stage right and i think that this market these days almost seems like uh you know exciting assay headlines don't quite do it maybe the way it does in a, in a, in a better market. But I do see development stories that, that prove strong economics that they do see that response in their share price at least. Right. So yeah, you kind of, you kind of get it from both ends here over the next 12 to 15 months. So that's, that's also an exciting reason. I think you're, yeah, I totally agree. I think you are making the steps towards this being a, a very noteworthy and attention grabbing. If I was a major, I'd be looking, you know, attention grabbing sort of asset here all of a sudden. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I certainly agree with you, your comments there. But other than that, Ewan, I, I always appreciate the time you take to, to spend here and chat with me. Otherwise, though, I think I'll just uh, I'll say goodbye here. Great. Thanks, Matthew. It's been a pleasure, Chan. Thanks, Ewan. Take care. Cheers.